guys, welcome back to another Super Soda Bros podcast, a another Fire Studios production slash video, also News Fanatics production slash video. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb. And I'm Luke, your other host. Hello. It's almost like a co-host. There's like t- two of them. There's like we don't have a, we have two co-hosts on this show. We do. There's no main host because we're equal partners. We're literally split right down the middle if you're watching the video version of the podcast. So, Luke, how have you been? It's been a very quick two weeks, it feels like. I know. I feel like the last two weeks have flown by because we've been still... Well, we're done now, thank goodness, but we've been helping um, Christine's parents move out of their house and all that stuff, and that's been, like, taking up, up all our weekends with helping them and stuff. And now it's all done. Finally. So, yeah, so the, the the house closed, right? Uh, they had to push it to Friday. So t- when you listen to this podcast, if you listen to it on Saturday, yesterday. Gotcha. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. If that's, all goes well. That's crazy. I mean, I think we talked about it in a previous show briefly, but like that was the house that Christine primarily grew up in. So kind of having that be in the past now those experience well i mean obviously she's been living with you for uh since you guys got married but just having all those memories and leaving mm-hmm. that behind is just it's rough and like we've been over there for years and years and years so for like a decade so even to us it's like we know that house from like our childhood pretty much yeah like a little piece about all our history too yep um just I'm um, thinking back on like some of the early moments that were really memorable. Like remember uh, we played that huge paintball game in their woods. We 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 were talking about that so much this last past weekend or whatever. Because mm-hmm. like we were taking because we have all the paintball stuff now. Um, because uh, five miles up the road from us in New Hampshire is the biggest paintball course, and there's like 15 different maps. Wow. Anywho, yeah, but we were, we were we were talking about all the different stories and stuff of like you know cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff shooting each other and whatever, but yeah, that was definitely brought up a lot this past weekend. And also like one of the main stories that um, we tell of that experience is when Christine got shot in the top of the head. That was brought up. <laughs> yep, it, it would. It's a it, it's a it's a good story because like people get shot in random places all the time, but it's very rare where like you know you're trying to headbutt your enemy, <laughs> you just get shot in the head from across the map. Bing. Oh man! Oh, that also reminds me how um, at the house we grew up in. Well, I mean, I guess it's still there, but you know we had a huge airsoft rig throughout our entire woods part of our yard. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember. Um, setting a lot of that stuff up manually like um didn't you and ethan dig like a pit or was that dad i dug a pit yeah you made like a little foxhole and the next time that we played i made sure to be in that spot because it took me like an hour and a half to dig that hole yeah <laughs> you, you wanted to use it you're like <laughs> i don't i worked for two hours i dug into this little bump with this tree i'm using it this game i don't care yeah uh, and um, so, uh, in in our woods, listeners and viewers, um, there's like a little pond, and so our land kind of wraps around that pond, and goes back toward another smaller yep. lake. Um, yep. And so, just trying to figure out how the movement of things worked, like where do you put barricades, where do you um, make shooting lanes, and trying to work that around the pond, and obviously like. 
to not stand on one edge of the pond and then shoot someone across it super easily. So trying to figure out the logistics of all that and also get the materials. Um, and I feel like there was one time we got a bunch of like plywood and plastic stuff, but I don't remember how we got it. Do you remember? I think we got pallets from when dad was like chopping wood and stuff and we just take the pallets that he wasn't using anymore. Or maybe we got some from Ethan himself. Um, yeah, because then I know. I, I was just gonna, I was gonna say because like I remember there was like one really big project where we set up a whole bunch of new barricades and it was like what you're talking about with the pallets, but also there was yeah. like long plastic dividers and whatever. No, there was um when Dad was milling the pine trees in the woods, he would like have to cut off all the bark in one long strip, and we would take those pieces and then just stack them. Yeah, that's that's what it was. And then we had um. We had a bunch of hay bales as well, like really old hay bales, and we used those as cover, and they lasted quite a while, and they all grew mushrooms on top because it was decaying and stuff. But. Yeah, it was, it was uh, like 90% black with like little yellow things coming out at the end. That's how decayed it was. Yeah. But they but they worked. Yeah, um, Mike, and I, Mike and I went back there actually this past weekend. I, I, um, I saw videos because oh, you, were the, <laughs> you were fooling around with the hunting cameras that our friend Mr. Kevin <laughs> uses. And, I uh, thought they, I thought they just took pictures. So I'm like, hey, Mike, I think these might be motion detection for pictures. He's like, they might be video. I'm like, if they're video, that's even better. So I like wrap my hands around the tree and go on the camera. I'm like, ooh, and stuff. Well, I mean, <laughs> ma- ma- maybe like ten years ago they were just pictures because of the, of the yeah, technology. Maybe. But now it's like full HD, and you're like. <laughs> What's funny is that Mr. Kevin sent them to mom, and he like he left, I forgot the caption that he left was something funny, but it's like looks like the boys found the cameras, and it's me going, ooh, <laughs> yeah, oh man, so what, funny. A, what a trip! That's funny, yeah, yeah, but it's it's been a while since uh, since I played airsoft at least. Um, there's a couple places here in Pittsburgh, but the issue is like it's they're indoors, and you have to have like a party, like you have to have like a twenty person party. You know, like, for birthdays like, and whatnot. I, well, hmm. It's odd. It's weird. It should be able just to show up. I This one specific place wasn't like that. But there's a lot of, like, huge fields, but they're all, like, an hour north. Well, I mean, that's what it's here. I mean, the closest field is 50 minutes for Airsoft. Yeah. But paintball... There's, there's only two paintball places that I know of. One of them's down in, like, York, Maine, I think. And it's it's it's, it's decent. Um, but we have OSG pretty much in our backyard. So yeah, we'll definitely be playing paintball this year for sure. And then there's Airsoft, probably 45 minutes. South. Oh, you know, um, um, for my bachelor party, we stopped at that Starbucks in, in uh, Epping. Yeah. It's, like, five minutes away from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's not so that's not a bad drive. It's all yeah. It's just main road all the way down. So yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty pretty quick to get there. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if I'm being honest, I kind of miss Connecticut's airsoft. Like with Ground Zero and Tactical Airsoft. Yeah. Like, Even Ground Zero. Ground Zero was like an hour twenty minutes away. Yeah, it was in uh, it was in Wolcott. So stop your complaining about driving. I'm not complaining about driving. It's just one of those things you got to find. It's an, it's an hour away. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, so, so for the majority of the time that Maya and I have lived here, it's been COVID, so they weren't even open to begin with, which is also crazy because everyone's wearing masks, quote unquote, and it's like an outdoor, socially distanced game. But regardless, exactly. it's also hard trying to find the, the time to set aside for literally an entire day because 
either I'm bringing Maya or I'm going by myself. And if I bring Maya, she's not going to want to spend the whole day there. Well, that's not... Well, to go by yourself. Then also, like, there's stuff that has to get done around the house, and also spending time with Maya, because we already have, like, kind of mismatched schedules. Like, um, usually I'm off all day Friday, and then she's off all day Sunday, but then we work those days respectively. Like, I'm off so Friday. like a trade. So yeah. Like, you have, like, you have, like, Saturday together. Yeah. Then those other two days get flip-flopped. Yeah, yeah, basically. And obviously, like, we have all the evenings and stuff together, too, but, like, in terms of, like, the entire or majority of an entire day, it's just Saturday. So, it's kind of, yeah. kind of rough. But, but also, like, I'm, I'm also, like, it's your, it's both your day off, so it should be, like, do whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of, um, what do I say? There's a lot of, like, back and forth ideas on how we should spend the day. Because sometimes I'm just lazy. Sometimes I'm just like, I just want to stay home and watch TV and play games and hang out with Maya and eat food. And that's See, it. See, I'm the, I'm the complete opposite. Like, when it's, like, the weekend, well, granted, this weekend, like, we'll be doing stuff. Because um, Jacob and Lauren are coming up. But, like, for me, like, if it's the weekend and it's nice out, the last thing I want to do is be in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I want to be outgoing. I want to be somewhere doing something whether it be like in a different town or exploring somewhere, or yeah, car, car some car related something or other or something. Mm-hmm. But winter I can understand because you know it's cold and stuff. But like once spring and summer hit, I'm like it's Saturday. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I totally understand that. And Maya's the same way too. Where like especially if the weather's nice, she wants to go out and do something, whether it's like to yeah, a, to you a got park or sick, a barbecue. The the sick botanical what is it called the. I can't hear myself. Yeah, the, but, uh, the, the botanical the, gardens. Yeah, the botanical gardens. You go. That place is so. I saw pictures from that one time you guys went. I'm like, oh, that place is pretty cool. That was just the outside. Like that was yeah. the, that was the free to play section. <laughs> 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 we had to, we had to pay for members to unlock the special city. Oh. <laughs> um, pay pay to pay to win. Well, what's really funny is where that bot- botanical gardens is. Literally directly across the street from that is a park, and that's where the Ultimate Frisbee Club meets. Ooh. One of the places. There's a, um, I forget what the name of the park is, but there's a there's another park where it's a lot more open and a lot flatter. Um, so majority of the time they all meet there, but that's right across from the gardens is where the Frisbee. Are club there meet. any? Um, I know Pittsburgh's pretty big, but is there like a, like a designated Chinatown or something like that? Good question. Um. I don't. Be- if, I don't believe if, so. If you can find, if there is a Chinatown where it's like a whole street of all like Asian stores and restaurants and stuff, that's the place to be because the uh, Mikey Chan mm. slash Strictly Dumpling, he, when he goes to a Chinatown, every restaurant is really good. So like if you if it's like a Chinatown or like a, like a like a Little Italy or something like that, because mm. we don't have any big cities around here. Yeah. Like large mass and all that stuff we don't really have anything in new hampshire but that's one thing i'm kind of jealous of in like a lot of other cities like boston new york probably philly and probably pittsburgh and all that jazz but finding like that massive cultural section of the city and kind of like hanging out there and seeing what that's all about yeah i mean there's a what i know for sure is actually north of pittsburgh um there's a road where it has, like, an Asian grocery store on it. There's, like, a sushi place. Um, there's a couple of, like, smaller restaurants that are very, like, you know, like, basic 
they're not they're not like fast food buffets where everything's Americanized. Mm-hmm. They're like legit Asian restaurants, um, but they're a lot smaller. It's not like a mom and pop cooking out of their house kind yeah. of thing. Um, but what we do have is we we do have Carson Street, which is basically all bars and clubs and basically like nightlife central. Huh. And and there's like some good like uh, I think it was um it was Korean slash something else fusion. And that's all they had. Like they had like seafood, but they also had like Korean barbecue. We haven't we maybe haven't been like, there yet, but maybe like Korean Filipino or Korean Thai or something like that, or it Korean. Could, it could be. I don't, uh, know. I don't. I don't remember exactly. Um, hmm. But we want We that's want cool. you guys to visit so bad. You and Christine, we want you guys to come because there's a place yeah. we always go to. We brought mom to it. We brought um, siblings to it, and dad. Is and that everything. the? Is that the vault? The vault. I, don't, I, don't, I know about the vault. <laughs> it, it's it's legendary. It's uh, I can't remember yeah. how we first heard about it. I think I know Maya knew it before anyone, but I forget how she found out about it. Hmm. But um, for those listeners at home, the vault is a local Pittsburgh um, bar slash tavern. They have really good food. Um, but their claim to fame, and the reason why it's called the vault. It's because they have a whole line of beers, ales, stouts, ciders, wines on the wall, and they're all on tap. But what you do is you get like a um, like a credit card kind of that's like to your bill, and then you a go voucher. up the voucher. Yeah, it's like a little plastic card, and you go up to one of the taps, you put your card on it, and then you pour however many ounces you want, and it charges you per ounce. So if you don't want to buy like an eight dollar specialty beer, like a pint of it, you can just pay you just like, like like get an ounce of beer and be like, yeah, you can pay like seventy five cents and get like that much of the special beer. And if you like it, you go back and fill up your whole glass for like eight dollars or however much it would it's be. It's really cool. Yeah, and also like it's one of those things where like if you're just going to like casually hang out with friends or family and try a whole bunch of different things, you'll spend maybe like nine dollars total, but you've had like seven different kinds of beer. That's pretty cool. I, I'm surprised there's no. I'm surprised there's nowhere around here that I know of yet where they do that because New Hampshire is like the brewing, like center of New England. Like like the whole stretch of like like Dover down to Portsmouth is like insane for like local tap houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, like a lot of people go with the try and true method. We're like, okay, we have our home brewed beers, and we know people like them. We know people are gonna get like pints of it so in order to like i guess they make more money just selling it as draft or Mm -hmm. pints rather than having it just go in a giant keg and then having people sip from it because i guarantee if you're in a quiet new hampshire town that whole keg's not getting drunk maybe a quarter of it will get drunk and then it'll it'll get old and they'll throw it away and they'll help it bring in a new one but with the vault it's literally on one of the craziest streets for partying especially in weekends. Mm-hmm. So they're turning stuff out like crazy. I mean, they even, they just opened up a, a hot dog shop. It's kind of in the back and it's kind of like its own like little space. Like it's mm. got, it's got its own, like you can, cause you order from the outside, you stand on the street and uh, you just order straight from there. But like in the back of that hot dog place, there's like a door that leads to the main restaurant. So they still have access to it. If they need to get supplies or whatnot, but the vault is amazing. Hmm. That's I, really cool. I can't speak highly enough about it. Yeah, we're we're hoping to come down next year at some point for like an extra extra long weekend or something like that. But this year we've had like vacation plans planned for such a long time that like we have to do these 
and like we literally just like we have enough pto we spent it all immediately because like we were thinking of going to the ranch this year mm-hmm. but for us it's a four and a half hour drive and not a three hour drive because there's no main highway to get there yeah because you're uh, cutting right across like new hampshire and vermont sideways yeah, exactly. to new york yeah so to do the ranch realistically we would have to go there for like the entire trip and not just like a day kind of thing so and, and that'd be tough because like you need enough pto for all that too and also it doesn't help that grandma and grandpa always want to go exactly monday through friday like no weekend at all so that kind of doesn't help yeah which is so weird to me i mean maybe they get better we pr- got pr- we have to avoid the crowd yeah that, that, that's ridiculous also Whatever. like i get maybe it also might be cheaper um than- maybe a little bit but it's always empty. Like, when we always went, it was empty. It was, like, maybe, like, seven gr- groups of it was people. was literally, sec- like, a family. Yeah, it was, like, the cl- the clericos and then, like, a couple other married couples, and that was basically it. It was so quiet. Like, like Parvitt's like, okay, who do we hang out with? Oh, you guys again? My family? Hi, Caleb. Hey, Wanna Luke. Want to do something? Want to play, go in the arcade yeah, again? Let's go find the cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the ranch was also where we first found the Simpsons arcade game, which we did find and play at that tap room. The token tap room. The token tap room. Legendary idea. You come in, you can play games behind the bar, like Nintendo sixty four. Free games, like like yeah, like classics behind the bar for free. Yeah, or you you, or you pay for quarters and tokens, and there's all classic arcade machines all around the place. And I know we talked about it already, but the Simpsons was at the ranch. That's where we cut our teeth. And then it was Simpsons was at the Tokens Tap Room. I'm like, yes. Give me <laughs> your money. Spend all the money on the Simpsons game. <laughs> Worth it, though, honestly. Yeah. Oh, what a blast. Yeah. But no, the ranch was fun. Uh, is fun, obviously, if uh, our family members listen have to you this seen? Circuit. Have you seen? If you go to the Ride and High Ranch website, you can actually see pictures of the building because it's, you know, it's brand new. Mm hmm. You can see pictures of the place, and it looks completely different inside. Oh, I bet, because, like, uh... Like every, every single room is different, which is kind of sad, because it's, like, not, like, the OG ranch that I remember anymore. Yeah. Cause, but, yeah, because, like, cause like, we've been going to the ranch as a family since, like, 2003, every single year. And, obviously, just recently, now that we're both married, and... I mean, I barely went one year, just because I was in college. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the luxury of, um going up for the full time but but yeah so a little bit of backstory the main lodge on the ranch burned down and so they just completely yeah they i think the last time i went at least they were like barely building it i think i think um the last time i went it was two years before it burnt down because i think i went my last year was 2017 i believe Hmm. yeah i think i think the year after was the last one i went to because um because i think it burnt down in 2018 yeah and then they were building it and everything was hosted in like the rec center (laughs) which would suck like imagine going paying full price and like oh you want to eat in the gymnasium honestly that's what it was hoggers champ wow it was it was pretty good though they they kind of had a good setup yeah for what it was i mean they were you know trying to do their best and then and then like the next year or two years after, or whatever, is when COVID happened. And then... But... Seems like yeah, they're doing I've, okay. Yep. Next year, I definitely want to go to the ranch and then 
visit you guys because I want to go to Pittsburgh before you guys probably eventually, hopefully soon, move out. Yeah, we're we're aiming for probably two more years. We we were trying to get like get all of our uh, our situations dealt with uh, in one year, but I think realistically doing that and then also trying to save up enough money for a down payment on a house in this economy as it stands right now is going to take a long time. So realistically, yeah. two more years. Then yeah. we're probably coming back. I, I, especially for you guys, like I think that if you guys can. If you guys move back here, like ideally it would be like just packing all your stuff in a U-Haul, kind of like what you did for Pittsburgh. Just pack all your stuff in a U-Haul, and I don't know if somehow get drive both cars in a U-Haul. That's down the road thing. But then come back, and then come up here to New Hampshire area. Stay with us for a little bit as the process goes for like a house and stuff. Stay here as like a home base for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then from there do your thing or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and you guys also have, like, a lot of room in your basement, so we can just, like, throw everything down there. And yep. we, we honestly don't have too, too much. Like, I took, I think it was either a 16 or an 18-footer U-Haul, and I filled up maybe a third of it. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've bought some stuff and gotten new furniture and whatnot since living here. But that's beside the point. We don't have a ton. Um, just mm-hmm. majority because it's, like... We have a limited storage space, so that's why you kind of see, if you're watching the video, there's some of the stuff in the background. A lot of the stuff we are getting rid of, but it just has to live in here for now because there's literally yeah. nowhere else to put it. The best thing to do is just to bring it to, like, a Salvation Army or something like that and just be like, here's stuff. Yeah, and, and that's what we're going to end up doing. Like, I know there's mm-hmm. some there's some high-value items that I already took pictures of, but I have to actually sit down and do research of how much they go for online and then posting them and everything yeah. like that yeah because like some stuff you can sell and some stuff it's like this isn't really a selling item so yeah there's like bl- blank it. yeah there's like blankets and like a pillow or something that can mm-hmm. just get scrapped um but actually uh so we had a lot more stuff than this but um maya has some brazilian friends that live in the town over from us and they kind of needed like basic house stuff so we gave them a bunch of those like quote-unquote crappy items and whatnot hmm, nice like decorations and whatnot. yeah stuff you don't stuff you don't really need yeah yeah, yeah. cool yeah well um we gotta do the sponsor for this week give a shout out to my favorite indie development company um they don't have too much of a budget to work on games they don't necessarily have the manpower to get the projects done that they want in a timely fashion and it just seems like with the small number of players that this game company has, I think they might make some decisions to increase their popularity. And I'm, of course, talking about 343 Studios, the makers of Halo. Wait, we're sponsored by 343 now? We are. Not 343 industries but studios because oh just the studios because there's a bunch of studios and it might it's some or all of the 343 company so there's no way they can legally reprimand us because i could mean some studios like studio apartments what if they have 343 studio apartments maybe i'm referring to those oh man imagine a 343 studios apartments theme wow that would be so cool the, inter- oh the interior of it is like the inside of the master chief helmet 
<laughs> the apartment is a big Master Chief helmet. Yeah, you, you walk <laughs> you walk through you walk through the Cortana slot. Like the Cortana slot is the door. Welcome home, Chief. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, we're sponsored by three by three four three studios, and um, they they're coming out with uh with a, a small game a small game they've been working on for couple of years, many years actually, because we know that they need to take their time because they're up and coming. They're not really popular. And so uh, Halo Infinite is coming out with some new updates, some new game modes, some new maps. Uh, Forge mode, which you can, this is crazy, right? In a Halo game, you can actually like place walls and place weapons and change respawn points and basically just make your own Halo maps, which is crazy. Like we have the technology for that now. And they've been working on Halo Infinite for like years. It's crazy, and now they're putting it in. That's crazy, incredible. It's like, it's like they don't have a lot of money or people working on this kind of game, this historic franchise which has been around for, oh, more than twenty years. <laughs> yeah, this Forge thing is brand new to me. I've never heard of Forge building and Forge making maps like. Why would you make, like, a map called, like, theoretically, like, The Cage and just, like, super confusing in the sky? Like, what kind of a map is that? Like, beautiful scenery everywhere, too. Like, there's, like, water and mountains and space. There's, there's no way that's possible. It's a possible concept to think of. Technically, technically possible. The, the technology is just not here. It's simply not done. Simply preposterous. But yeah, they're coming out with that pretty soon. I, I forget the Dude, release date. I'm so, why it's been so long since we've had like anything new to Halo? Yep, I mean the most recent big update was the campaign, <laughs> which was when was that? When did that come out? December? Mm, November, December, something like that. Something I don't like know. that. I know it was it was right around the time that Spider-Man: Far From Home came out. Yeah, it was either very late yeah. November or very very early. Yeah, December. it was December. It was December because the uh, 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 Spider-Man movie came out mid-December. Gotcha. This must have been December. Yeah. December morning. So, um, I kind of touched on this a little bit ago, but um, I kind of want to talk about some of my experiences working for Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Drunk. What's a drunken? Well, technically now it's Dunkin', and that's it. Yeah, because I mean, it's if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Like you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go buy Dunkin'. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my Dunkin' today. Yeah, yeah nobody really see. Yeah, no one really says Dunkin' Donuts anymore. It's just Dunkin'. Yeah, uh, us old people do sometimes. Yeah, technically, I say I because I don't go there very often. I feel like if you're like a like a a regular. Yeah, a regular. I couldn't find the. I don't know what the. It's, all, it's all good. Anyway, if you're a regular, you usually call it just Dunkin' because like, oh yeah, I'm going to Dunkin' real quick or whatever. For me, since I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts because the coffee's not that good, the donuts aren't that good, the breakfast sandwiches are okay, but like I don't go there very often, so I just oh, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts because it's yeah. like a casual thing. Yeah, it's like if you go to Starbucks pretty awesome. often, I'm going to Starbies. That's not a thing. It <laughs> is. Have you been to the Valley? The California Valley? It's all about like, yes, I'm going to get my Starbucks today. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to Starbucks to get my triple mocha latte swirl with almond milk and oat milk at the same time with extra sweetener. Oh, oat milk and almond milk together because I'm trying like double as hard to save the cows. 
<laughs> the thing is, though, that also there's a um. I don't think there's even a Dunkin' Donuts in Farmington that I know of, but we do have a Honeydew Donuts, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we have a and lot. Then, of, we have we have some Krispy Kremes here, but we also have Dunkin'. Krispy Kreme, so good. Yeah, dude. There's also um. Um. A bakery up the road um, from Turbo Camp, probably like a half a mile, that we actually brought donuts down to this past weekend, and they were like, like, like full blown desserts. Like not even like like they have like they had so many donut combinations and stuff that they had multiple categories of donuts. Wow, like yeah. sweet, savory, chocolate, pretty much, and then or there's like, like fifteen for each or one, or like yeah, and like loaded stuff or like glazed or different frostings and all that stuff oh so good love so good good. yeah and like you know technically speaking dunkin donuts donuts aren't like the best quality but dude like top top three donuts is for me double chocolate boston cream glaze stick for me actually i lied it's not the double chocolate it's the maple yeah, I was gonna about to say, but the thing is though, the bakery up the road from Turbo Cam has maple like coated donuts with like like homemade whipped cream in the middle. Oh yeah. So it just knocks Dunkin' Donuts out of the park. But oh, yes. I will say for Dunkin' Donuts, I will say it's for me, it's I'm just kinda of basic when it comes to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm a big fan of their just just their glazed donut. Big fan of their chocolate donut. I'm a big fan of their blueberry donut. Just the simple three. That's true. I forgot about the blueberry. The glaze stick. The glaze stick is tied for first with the glazed donut because it's like kind of sort of the same thing. But as far as Dunkin' Donuts go, I'm like just the normal three. Well, it's a little different. Um, there, uh, there's cake donuts and yeast donuts, which are a yes. little bit different. Like I believe the, cho- the chocolate is the, the cake. cake. And, it's dense. Yeah, and the glazed is the yeast. Yeah. So it kind of like smushes when you bite it, whereas if you eat like the chocolate one, it just kind of chomp. But I'm just going to restate the point. Why go to Dunkin' when you have local bakeries? Thank you, the end. End of story. True. Well, do the bakeries have good coffee? Uh, we didn't get coffee from there, so it's probably still better than Dunkin', though. Most likely. Listen, yeah. McDonald's is better to the coffee than Dunkin' Donuts. I disagree. I do not disagree. I agree with McDonald's being better. So, okay, so for hot coffees, I think you can make that point. Like Newman's Own, which is the brand that McDonald's uses, it's pretty good, but it still tastes like trash. If you're comparing iced coffees or like the espresso type coffees, Dunkin' Donuts, 100%, not even a question. Dunkin' Donuts has, like, the good, like, coffees where you add, like, an espresso shot to them. But also, like, a hot, just at Dunkin' Donuts, a hot coffee with a little cream and a little sugar screams nostalgia for me for, like, the ranch or for the Maple Festival or the Hebron Harvest Fair or something like that. Yeah. Where it's just a basic Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's just, like, childhood memories. I'm like, this flavor, this cardboard flavor is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it's, it's so funny. I, one of... One of one of Maya's work things, um, she had to go to, to Dunkin' Donuts and get, like, a couple dozen donuts um, and, like, a box of Joe. But she didn't know what a box of Joe was. 
Uh, and I know that's a very like New England thing, especially culturally. It's literally just like a cardboard box that has like um, a lining on the inside, like a bag, and then you just pour hot coffee into it. So it stays yep. like insulated in this cardboard box, but it's also got like a little handle, and you can like, just pour it in like little small cups for like a party or something like that. But she didn't know what it was, and she didn't know how to order it. She's like. Uh, she's like, my boss wanted me to go or order a box of Joe. Well, what is that? What? How do? How do I tell them how to make it? And I'm like, you just go. Like it's just, it's a box of coffee. <laughs> it's all. It's like boxed milk or bagged milk in Canada. Just say it, and they know it. The the place I worked at in Connecticut, we didn't sell too many boxes of Joe. Like maybe once every once in a while. Like maybe one time a month. Definitely not often. That's it. Anyway. Yeah. I mean. Huh. Um. It's also. So, ah, uh, well, we can't look. We can't. We can't say that stuff. New Hampshire. <laughs> and please, <laughs> there's no, there's no New Hampshire. <laughs> Unless we make a town. New, New Hampshire. New. All right. Um. And I'm, like, hesitant to say, like, where exactly the Duncans were, but um, let's just say that the people that came in were not looking for boxes of Joe. Um, but there was this one guy. Um, I I felt so bad for him. He was homeless, and he lived in the woods kind of next to where the, this Duncan was located, like, maybe, like, half a mile away. Um, and he would always come in to to duncan and order a large coffee and uh then he would sit down with like not not like a backpack but like just like a a satchel he had a satchel of stuff with him um and he would just read and sometimes you wouldn't know what book it was because it was just like you know obviously if he's holding the book in his lap you can't really tell and obviously like we're dealing with customers or whatever um but one time i had actually like peeked the cover and he was actually like reading the bible a lot hmm. and so i had a little conversation with him about it because it wasn't busy and uh, i think it was just me there so i could have spent the time to actually like talk to him about everything and he and uh he was just a really sweet guy really sweet story and uh so apparently they're like one of the major reasons why he was ordering coffee was he would put vodka into it and so he'd be uh he'd be caffeinated and half drunk and reading the bible and <laughs> trying to try and trying to understand the gospel that way and i completely understand like he's he has a, a tough life but i feel mm-hmm. bad for him but we had a we had a really genuine and amazing conversation hmm. um and yeah and so like my shift generally consisted of that late morning early afternoon so that i'd have to deal with the lunch rush a lot with other people but then once like two or three o'clock hit it was kind of like everybody just went home because it was dead and yeah. And uh, it was kind of a blast because, like, obviously you had to clean. You had, like, your manager said you had to clean in your in your downtime, which is ridiculous. Because um, there's always, I mean, there's always stuff to clean, but sometimes it was stupid stuff. Like, sweep the floor seven times because everyone else is sweeping the floor seven times when it's slow. Um, but uh, the girl who was the closer, she came in at 6 o'clock. Um, so... She was, she basically, it was like really slow for her too, usually. And so she'd be the one in charge of like counting all the donuts and throwing Mm. away all the leftover sandwiches and whatnot. No, the sandwiches. 
I mean, because, like, they go from, like, the patties and the eggs go from frozen to thawed within, like, a day, and then they basically have, like, a three-day shelf life, and then they got to get tossed. Um, So you kind of do have to plan ahead. Like, if you know what days are going to be rough, you make two batches of eggs rather than one just to prep for, like, two days in advance. Um, But sometimes, obviously, just because of random chance, you wouldn't sell that much, so a lot of them would have to get thrown out. So... On the day that they would have to be thrown out, for example, um, like if there was a ton left, I would make myself like two, three, four sandwiches of different combinations, whether it's a sausage, egg, and cheese, or back in the day, we had a chicken ciabatta sandwich, which was fantastic. You would eat that like every single day you would come home from work, and you're like, I'm not sharing because I work so hard for this sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, there's, your food. there's like five of us siblings, and so, like, what, am I going to cut the sandwich up into fifths? Or can yes! I, can I just have a meal to myself one time? No! Well, and also, like, for the, a lot of the sandwiches, I would eat them in the mornings before school, or I'd bring them to school. Because, um, like, I'm not spending, you know, $15 in mm-hmm. the cafeteria for, like, a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Which was basically legitimately a real thing you would pay like six dollars for a sealed up peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the school cafeteria it was ridiculous mm-hmm. um also connecticut <laughs> um but yeah and also i'd bring home like four coffees every time i worked too like four large coffees no ice black with like whatever flavorings they had and just sh- share them or use them throughout my week instead of using mom and dad's resources sometimes share well, I mean, I shared the donuts with you guys mostly. That is true. Like yeah, I brought real fat. I brought back so many donuts because I'm, I mean, you at the end of the day, there's we over prepare so many like glazed and Boston creams. Like at the end of the day, sometimes there'd be like twenty two glazed donuts left that would have to get thrown out. I'm just like, well, I guess I'm bringing home two of those and a glaze stick and a French crawler and a blueberry donut and a couple maple donuts. Maybe an apple fritter. Can't do that anymore, though. Didn't they change the rules or something like that? I mean, it was all always pretty much the rule where you could only have, like, one sandwich per shift. And obviously unlimited coffees, but they weren't... You, It technically wasn't in the rules that you were allowed to bring stuff home. But because I had kind of this connection with the closer, she just let me take stuff that she was going to throw anyway. Oh. And coffee's not really a big deal, because obviously coffee gets tossed like crazy. The, oh, yeah. There's insulated pots of coffee, which last for an hour, um, and then they got to get dumped out and refreshed just because they're sitting on, like, a heating pad for an hour, so obviously that changes the flavor of the coffee a little bit. Um, and even more so, like, the see-through glass pots of coffee. Those were supposed to be every 20 minutes, um, otherwise they would taste burnt. But, obviously, sometimes you would leave them on for 45 minutes because you're too lazy to dump it out and change it all. <laughs> so... So that, that happened sometimes. Not proud of it, but it happened. <laughs> so those few customers were like, this coffee tastes really bad for some reason. Maybe it's just my Dunkin' today. Well, well, if they wanted me to, like, hey, can, this doesn't taste quite right. Can you remake it? And every single time, I would be like, of course, because that's what the other pot of coffee is there for, the one that just got made. Because mm-hmm. it's always a backup, you know? Because what if, it, if, like, a bunch of people come in, and everybody orders coffees, and suddenly you're out of coffee. You have to pause your entire rush 
to wait for the fresh pot of coffee to brew. In the mm-hmm. middle of that, people are ordering food, they're ordering culottes, they're getting donuts, whatever. So you're you're you got to pause on a specific order so the hot coffee can get done. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's crazy. Um, and a little bit after I started working there, that's when they. This is how tells you how long ago I worked there. Um, they just started introducing cold brew. Like cold brew was just so becoming you were a thing. there when the cold brew started. Yes, and I was Dang. I was well into Dunkin' Donuts at that time. The pioneer, Caleb, your pioneer. I ushered well, in. Well, we uh, a pioneer, the, uh, the grace. <laughs> Bow down before my glory. <laughs> Put the crown upon my head and call me the king of donuts. Call me the king of cold brew coffee. <laughs> That's kinda, I've, I forgot about how you were like like there when it started. Now it's yeah. huge. Yeah, and that's uh, that's when we phased out. I was also there when we phased out the coffee culotta and we brought in the frozen coffee, which is th- the same but different. New name. Well, no, it was actually it was actually made differently too. This is a was secret. The cream, was the cream in it? Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, there's, there's a little secret that Duncan doesn't want you to know. Where okay. the original coffee culottes were uh, coffee concentrate syrup, just pure molasses-looking, disgusting syrup, and they mixed it with um, culotta mix, which is a very special blend of ice and chemicals and sweetener, and that's like, like blue raspberry, um, French vanilla, like all of those kinds of syrups are mixed with the same culotta base. And so that's what the coffee culotta used to be. But then they phased that out, and we actually got an ice crusher. And so what you would do uh, is you would, like, basically crush up a whole bunch of ice in a cup. Like, put the syrup in if people wanted, like, flavors. Like, if they wanted, like, a frozen caramel coffee, you would put the caramel in with the ice and then it would all like blend up and you'd pour mm-hmm. it like like a milkshake into a cup um and every single time you had to take like this little squeeze bottle if it was um a dark flavoring like mocha or something like that or peppermint you had like a mocha drizzle you had to you had to pour around the cup if it was caramel you had to put caramel around the cup just for aesthetics so it looked cool um and then you served it that way and so it was made a little bit different it used some cream as mm-hmm. well to make it like a little smoother and actually 100% better. I like I take frozen coffees over the coffee culottes oh, yeah. any day. It just but, had like a, a like a different kind of richness to it. Oh yeah, 100%. And also like with the coffee culotta, I don't I don't think adding other flavors to it made it taste better. But adding flavors to mm-hmm. the frozen coffee actually made sense and it tasted like an iced latte if it was yeah. chunky. Yep, yep. So that was fun. Also, like pretty soon after we introduced cold brew, we did nitro cold brew. Remember that? That was a huge fad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we would do is like we would actually like, man, I gotta remember how how we did this. Um, you would take like wouldn't it be like carbon, carbon not carbon dioxide. It was um, I think no, it was a it was a special CO, kind of CO two. You had CO two the coffee or something like that. No, right? it wasn't, no, 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 not CO two. Actual nitrogen. We had little uh, nitrogen capsules. Oh, okay. <laughs> clear. Dunk. Here's your coffee. I mean, I mean, base basically, like we had to put like 
um, the coffee and stuff into like a special like metal cup, and then we sprayed the nitrogen into the cup, and then we took it off and like removed everything, and then boom, there would be like a really cold cold brew, man. Um, but I forget the exact procedure for that. Also, um, I don't know. I I doubt if you've had one of these, but we actually had Mountain. No, no, we Mountain had. Dew? No, it wasn't Mountain Dew. No, it was Monster. We had special Monster drinks. I never had one. Oh man, it was like, it was like mango, peach, and like strawberry blast or something like that flavors, where we had like little chunks of fruit, and you'd put that in, like you'd put Monster into a cup with ice. Mm-hmm. You'd put the little fruit pieces in it, and then you'd add the concentrate, like strawberry concentrate or the mango whatever and then you stir all that up and it would be like a carbonated caffeine fun summer drink or whatever hmm. it's pretty do interesting fu- do you want a really fun summer drink that christine and i have only done once what is you go to like uh you know a cumbies or 7-eleven or something or other that has the icy machines and you get your icy you fill up your cup with the icy whatever flavor you want and then you put a, you know, a nip of vodka or a nip of tequila in. You stir it all around. And then you walk home and be like, ooh, this is really nice. What you do is before you leave, you take a shot. And then you walk to the place. So by the time you get to the place, you're already feeling like, woohoo, yeah, man. What's going on? And then you walk back and you're like, oh, this feels great. And then you enter and then you come into your house. and You're like, man, this party's just starting. I don't know because it's a Cumberland Farms like down the road from us. But I don't know if they have like that those machines or not. Or if it's just like a convenience store where they have like drinks and snacks. We still haven't been to it yet and I want to go to it. But it's like on the like the furthest part of downtown farmington so it's like a little bit further of a walk mm. but that'd be pretty cool to do to walk down there and be like getting those ice drinks with the fruit in them can i has please although i did there were a couple times on like the really really warm nights when i stayed in rochester where i you know hang out with the guys and whatever and watching tv and i'll just have like you know a bunch of beers or whiskey or whatever and i'll just put on my shoes and just walk around outside around the park do a couple of laughs, me and like, doo, doo, doo. it's like 1 a.m. <laughs> I'm just walking <laughs> around and I go back inside and, and like, okay, what are we watching now? That's crazy. So was that, like, ju- was that just to get energy out or? I think it was. My inner body was telling me like, you need to go out and walk a little bit and kind of like make your blood flow. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be like sedentary and drunk cause it feels bad. No. Yeah. So I did that to like loosen up my blood a little bit, just kind of like walk al- around and whatnot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same thing. Like if you're like drunk and like you're like you know start music and you start like dancing or whatever, or having fun or whatever, mm-hmm. it just helps circulate your blood and whatnot. Yeah. So I think yeah. I, I think that was just a way of me like trying to start that process, I guess. But uh, it's so, also kind of it was also cool though, but because like being out at like one a.m., but like it, everything was fully lit, so it felt like like city life kind of. Obviously, like, you have that because you live in a city, but yeah. But for yeah, me, I've never had that before, so it was like new. It's like yeah, and like even when you go out to like a couple weeks ago was Maya's birthday, and so we tried going out to this one club, and just the amount of lights and people, you wouldn't know it. It was nighttime, mm-hmm. you know. It's and, like casinos. Yeah, and it ended up being like twelve thirty at night, and it was like don't oh, jeez. Yeah, that was the night when um we saw Lou Burger. And then we had dinner. Then we had to drive all the way home because we needed 
um, to have cash for the cover charge for the club. And then we drove back the way we came to go to the club, waited in line for like two hours. And then by the time we actually like got inside, it was like way too many people. Like it was way too cramped. And then after like 20 minutes, we just went home. See, I would not, I would feel like that was a freaking waste of a night. Like I would not want to do that. I don't want to wait in line and not do it. At, like at most, like for, for me personally, because like I'm not a club guy in any way. I'm me not either. like I'm not like a crazy party person in any way. But like, like, like okay, continue. Cool. I was I was gonna say in like if I was going into that kind of environment, thirty minutes tops in a line is one. And it was cold. It was cold. It was freezing cold. Thirty minutes tops is my limit. And mm-hmm. you know I want to wait in line for at least the time that I'm going to be inside. Exactly. Whereas, like, if you're down at, like, Foxwoods or Mohegan, it's like, it's midnight. Yeah. Let's keep walking around and doing whatever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. in where you, where you live, there's not too many clubs, so you don't have the opportunity. There's zero clubs. Um, there's lots of bars and taverns. Um, Makes there sense. Are, there are a couple, like small casinos kind of like um i don't know i'm trying to what i'm trying to compare it to something that we're um like the size of uh coals in our hometown mm-hmm. maybe something like a building that size as a casino okay so something really small just like you know a few crab staples few roulettes few poker tables few slots few you know little shops maybe but nothing big at all. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I mean, and I've I've never been a big casino guy either. Um, I've never actually seriously gambled in my life. Me either. <laughs> I've never I've never pulled a slot or thrown a card or a chip. Nothing. Same. Same. But, uh, but I I do enjoy like actual poker, like just casually. Thing is that down in uh, Foxwoods, I it's either Foxwoods or Mohegan, so I don't remember. But they have like penny slots, so you can just play for fun and just nice. be like. Eh! have drinks and eat food and oh there's a penny oh no winner a penny oh you just do that for like two hours you win and you get like 25 cents yes <laughs> 25 more polls <laughs> oh man so, yeah. that, that'd be a blast whenever we come back up to visit you guys or when you guys come here we can hit up one of the casinos and yeah be very careful with our money maybe see, bring like a hundred bucks and see what we can do with a hundred exactly it's like you walk in with a hundred bucks expect to leave without that hundred bucks and, and the key and, is if you're on a hot spree end the hot spree just like yeah. hey i just won like like first whatever of the night you know first first slot machine or first poker hand or whatever be like oh i just won a hundred bucks done peace <laughs> I'm yeah out. no yeah, like either like a hundred or 150 extra dollars above what i started that's when i would call it but like you'd think i like I might get greedy. I might be like, oh, I'll bet a little more. See if I can make a little See, bit more money. He, here's the other key, though, is that like if you start with 100 bucks and you win 100 bucks, you're like, oh, I can keep going. I'm good. You get back to your $100, and at that point, that's the next point you just walk away and be done because it's like, oh, broke even. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. And don't don't bet your 100, extra 100 bucks away because then that's when you lose money. It's like if you win money and you go back to zero, stop. Or if you lose all that money 
and you're like you're almost down to zero dollars from what you started and brought in the casino and then you win back to a hundred that's that's the hardest one i believe is like when you get back to that hundred it's like okay i'm gonna walk out of here even <laughs> yes it. yes there was a uh a funny casino story where uh one of my co-workers so um I don't know if she was engaged at the time. I, she might have. Anyway, her and her fiance. She's gay, by the way. So her and her fiance were both at the one of the local casinos, and my coworker is a very rowdy drunk, like very loud and um, active, shall we say, with just. Getting in people's faces and arguing and stuff like that. Not like an angry drunk, but just like over the top. And so they were sitting at a, I think it was like a, like a poker table or something. And my coworker got really excited and didn't realize that her fiance was standing right behind her. And she went, "Yes!" and elbowed her fiance directly into the eye. Oh! And this is a drunk elbow too. This so is like full blown. Got, yes, mm. it's got power. It was like, Burn! and she's like. And just like, and she had a black eye for the longest time, and she felt oh. her, her her fiance felt so embarrassed. She told the people who worked with her, was like, was like, yeah, you know, my my, my girlfriend beats me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm abused. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of like an inside joke for them for a while. And uh, me and Maya have hung out with both of them and like uh, other work friends, and you know, everybody tells a lot of stories, and so that's that story always comes up. Because we just we give my coworker shame. <laughs> <laughs> How dare um, you? She's like, I didn't mean it. I was drunk, and her fiance's uh-huh. like, Uh huh, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the one with the black eye. <laughs> um, yeah, I miss uh, I mean, I think the most, the most, fr- the frequency of friends that I've hung out with here have been my work friends. Yeah, because I have friends from. When, you, when I used to work at FedEx and just random people that I text occasionally, but in terms of like hanging out with friends, it's been it's been work friends and then some of Maya's Brazilian friends, and that's basically it. I mean, that's basically what happens, kind of though, is that especially when you move somewhere else, it's like if you don't have like people you already know in that same location, you kind of only meet friends either through work or if you go out and do activities in yeah. some capacity. Which is hence why I'm trying to, you know, contact people in the car community and go to stuff like that and car shows and whatnot and meet people and whatnot. Because then you can just get to know people and whatnot. I said right. whatnot a lot in that sentence. I didn't um, even notice. <laughs> yeah, I said like five times. But uh, yeah, just like, like when you grow up, it's like your next core group of friends kind of comes from work and whatever you go out and do right usually yeah Which, it's, you know, it's not it's not necessarily like church or sports as exactly. much it's more like professional yeah or it's either perfect it's either profession based or like hobby based yeah and a lot of my hobbies the people that are in those hobbies are mostly weird so <laughs> but but i'm i'm pretty friendly with everyone i don't necessarily yeah. make friends with everyone i'm the same way unless someone is the kind of person who like uses people to to up themselves in a way those people i'm not friends with nah not about that drama nope. no no more thanks. drama mama you're you're all about me 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 
I'm about like no 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 no. No thanks, partner. Peace. Um, I'm switching topics a little bit because uh, we've been we've been going for a bit. So kind of just wrapping things up and kind of coming on a downturn. Um, did I tell you that I had made some homemade Sour Patch Kid vodka? Oh, is that the TikTok where you, like, soak the Sour Patch Kids in vodka and just let it sit and you stir it and all that stuff? Yes, sir. I, I saw did, it, yeah. I did, I did that. I did that because um, like, we had a bag of random Sour Patch Kids, and the majority of what we had left were blue raspberry and cherry. Those are the last ones? No, they weren't the last ones, but that's, no, that's the majority of the ones we Those had. Those are the best, too. Which is why I figured they would make good vodka drinks. So, um, so yeah, I made a blue raspberry and a cherry one. I left, I left it for like two days before I tried and I, I, and like, I didn't want to like, I shouldn't say waste, but I didn't want to experiment with like really good vodka. So I used like cheap $10 vodka. Did you, um, cut up the Sour Patch Kids at all? No, I left them whole. Um, oh. well, if cause you like, cut them up, you probably get more surface finish surface finish surface soaking up that's true i I probably should have thought about that but also i feel like it would be a cool aesthetic to like just leave the entire sour patch kids in there um because like they all dissolved and turned whitish so my Mm -hmm. maya said in the cherry one it looked like brains (laughs) (laughs) true because it'd go pinkish at the very end. yeah it looks like it's a big like clumpy mass of like stuff it looks disgusting but the cherry one fantastic like i like you can taste the cheap vodka like you know there's that like smoky taste so you can definitely taste that but fantastic the blue raspberry one not so great but doable interesting yeah it's very what weird if you did like a um a full citrus one we took all the citrus flavors and just did that <sighs> that's a great one because i think isn't it isn't it lime orange and lemon maybe just did all three of those and went it's lime orange I think it's like I think it's apple, sour apple, blue raspberry cherry, I believe. There's no there's no two this there's no sour apple. There's a watermelon one that you can just get watermelon only. Maybe that maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That's probably what you're thinking of. And it's like know. little watermelons. I don't know. No, no, it's not the little watermelons. Everything's no. like a kid like the kid. No. Um but yeah, no, but also like the reason why I wanted to leave the Sour Patch kids intact is because when the vodka gets emptied, now you can eat these little candies that taste the like the vodka gummies have, i have not done that yet i'm very curious to see what that exactly tastes like but i'm excited hmm. that's so cool. who knows what my next alcohol creation will be but <laughs> uh we made a when we came to visit you guys we made butterbeer from harry potter we did that stuff is really good for one cup yes it's extremely sweet and it's got a, it's got a lot going on but it tastes like if butterbeer was real yeah and it's wicked alcoholic too yeah wicked alcoholic no beer involved (laughs) another thing (laughs) but it was really good like if like having like a good you know eight to twelve ounces of it once really good if when we we made that second drink of it i'm like i'm so so sweet it's so sweet (laughs) no thanks (laughs) You're like gaining brain damage from how sweet it is. You're like, <laughs> butterbeer, it, it gave me brain damage. So much sugar, Harry Potter, Dumbledore, <laughs> you. I feel like so, Dumbledore now. I feel like Dumbledore. Dead. 
Dead. <laughs> I feel like Snape. I, uh, so the most recent Harry Potter movie came out, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. <gasps> they got a new freaking actor. Yeah. Because so Johnny, Johnny, De- Johnny Depp was preoccupied. Yeah, a little bit. But I feel like the recast was good. Uh, Maz Mikkelsen as Grindelwald was a He's good He's a good choice. actor. Yeah. He's uh, apparently the movie flopped. Like, no, nobody went to go see this. Yeah, I saw, like, a ton of trailers for it. It looked okay, but the problem is that the first two Fantastic Beast movies were trash. The first one was okay. The first one was fine. The second one was pretty bad. Yeah, the second one was worse. But like, but they were meant to be cool. Like Fantastic Beasts, it's like this this wizard who he's he's all about like preserving creatures and having like a whole bunch of different. The concept of it's really good, but something happened where it just didn't click. Yeah, and the second one was supposed to be even more epic because it was like. Like, Grindelwald was, like, the Voldemort before Voldemort, basically. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, like, you have young Dumbledore there, too. So, it's supposed to be, like, this, like, epic wizarding world conflict before Harry Potter as a as a prequel. But it just didn't the, land. The thing is, is that I feel like the, the people that grew up on Harry Potter didn't see it as an equal. They're just kind of like, oh, it's a side shoot, cool, whatever. And, at the same time, they're trying to grab new fans for Fantastic Beasts but that didn't happen either, so it didn't really have an audience for it. I, I personally feel like that the, the, the Harry Potter community really wanted to like these Fantastic Beast movies but just because like they, 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 they know the source material, they know the characters that are going to be in it. I mean, obviously there's like new characters being introduced. I'm saying something happened in the filming or who they picked or whatever where yeah. it just didn't click like the Harry Potter movies did. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And part of it's nostalgia, like growing up on Harry Potter movies, but also like if you think about it, there's like... 12 years between the first Harry Potter movie and the last Harry Potter movie. So by the time you're watching the last one, you're like a teenager. Like yeah, a late teen, a, a late a late teen at the very least. At the very least if you've grown up with all the movies. Mm-hmm. So you like you know, like obviously it's very nostalgic, but you're also an, an adult watching that last Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I mean with this Lord of the Rings show that's coming out later this year, I I know there's gonna be like a lot of nostalgic fans like me and you, where we grew up on Lord of the Rings, over and over and over and over and over again, where we're we have some kind of expectation for this Lord of the Rings show, but we also have to look at it objectively. Like, is it objectively a good show that does kinda justice? Like, kind of like the Hobbit series, where it was one movie too long. It's mm-hmm. fine, it's okay, but nowhere nothing. It's nowhere near anything close to Lord of the Rings, and it's grand scheme i feel like there was too much lottie dog going on in the hobbit movies especially in the battle of the five armies mm-hmm. so i have a i have a good feeling since this is coming out on amazon prime and not paramount plus like another show is on right now that we're not going to mention because it's stinky poo poo i think it has a decent shot of being okay it's yeah, not gonna I, it's I, not gonna be like whoa dude whoa, whoa, whoa. it's gonna be like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, like cool. Like there's a Game of Thrones uh, TV show coming out, which is also a prequel to the Game of Thrones show that already wrapped. And it's like it's gonna be like eh, it's gonna come out when it comes out. Eh. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to do that. That makes a great idea for a show I want to do, where we have to talk about the greatest trilogies of all time. Ooh, we can have that be like a full blown episode of just talking about like great trilogies or 
duo movies or whatever. Yeah, and we can come up with uh we can come up with probably three each, a trilogy of trilogies, one might say. What so like three trilogies that are good or three Three of the best tri- trilogies that we personally does be, like. Does it, have, does it have to be a trilogy, or can it be like just like a series of movies? Like, <sighs> I, like, like you, like if you like, okay, I would, yeah, I would say if you wanted to pick, let's say for example, Harry Potter, where there's like eight movies, I believe you can pick like any three in a row. Mm. If that makes sense. Okay, I already have. A few in mind. I already have a few in mind. I, I, I do too. I do too. We might have to up the list to like more than just three trilogies. So not trilogy cubed. They have to be like trilogy to the fourth. Well, we also shouldn't overlap either. Like my list. Sh- like let's okay. Let's or just... or we come up with like our our three trilogies that we really like each. We just quickly say what they are. And yeah, if, yeah. And them overlap. We'll just, we just put that in the, the, we'll, we'll, no no no. We'll put that in the overlapping category. Oh, interesting. So it'll be okay. like, this is like the trilogies that are awesome kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay, I, I like that idea. I'm interested in discussing. So And uh, that'll, that'll easily make an hour-long episode. That'll Easy. be the next podcast, everyone. The trilogies of trilogies and the overlapping trilogies cubed. S- squared cubed. Squared cubed to the fourth. Because a, squ- a square has a right angle and a right angle and a square cut in half makes a triangle and a triangle has is Illuminati th- has th- it has three points on it which is also a trilogy <gasps> oh my god it's like a circle but with points square oval Jeff Bezos is coming for us all he's the one in charge of Lord of the Rings on Amazon Prime Jeff Bezos <laughs> is coming for us all he is God he is our God now you work for Jeff Bezos how's Jeff Bezos is Jeff Bezos doing okay I don't think you hear that <laughs> no so okay so I, I, I'll probably get it in the recording. I, d- I didn't hear you through Discord. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I was just going to say, because like, I found out last minute that I, I had to work on Easter. Yeah. So, so poopy. So, But I was texting some of my friends at work, and I'm like, come on, guys. We're supposed to be celebrating Jesus here. And they're like, Jeff Bezos is God now. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> he demands sacrifices from us all, young or old. Everyone must sacrifice. 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 Sacrifice me, Lord Bezos. Bezos, do it to me this time. I want to die. Howdy no, he, ho. He'll get, he'll get the Moon Knight treatment of, like, like let me, like, search your inner soul. He'll put the staff on your arms and he'll watch the balancing. That's Jeff Bezos. <sighs> well, we're we're wrapping up. It's been a good show. We talked about so many different things. We have ideas for future shows. That is true. I'm pretty pumped. There's going to be uh so by the time this episode comes out, my last Red Dead Redemption video had come out as well. I believe oh, it no. came out. It came out last Wednesday. But it's not the last Red Dead Redemption video. It's the last one for the main story. So if you watch that, I think it's called, I named it The Great Pasture. Gr- great episode. Great Pasture sounds like a Left 4 Dead 2 level. It really does. The Great Pasture. Or like a Halo level. 
Or no, a Halo ship. Yeah, the, the, a Covenant the, code name or something. Yeah, like a cruiser. It'd be like yeah. the, 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 uh, the 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 great pa- uh, not the great pasture, but the the pasture beyond or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's there's gonna be more Red Dead Redemption videos coming out, but that one is the last one in the main story. Lit. Check it I've out seen, on YouTube. I've watched a good amount of them. Yeah, there's not some all good of ones. Them, but I've yeah, seen the, a good amount. I, I always try to do, like, main missions and story missions in some of them. Sometimes I just goof around, but I try to do at least, like, one or two main story missions. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm glad that you are enjoying them. And, uh, yeah. I'm not proud of a lot of them, but some of them are pretty good. I still think my favorite, one of my favorite moments <laughs> was when you, you had the little remote-controlled boats and you shot the missiles at everyone, and you're like, <laughs> boom, everyone dies. You're like, What? <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments. There's an intro to one where I just, like, literally the video begins, and I'm just standing in the middle of, like, a mountain of burned corpses. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about what happened, but let's say a little accident happened. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> and then it goes to, like, the main intro and, like, the main game. But I just show, like, just me standing there in corpses. I'm just like... I don't know what happened. Hello. <laughs> I'm it innocent, was, I swear. It was, it was a freaking mountain. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it and I'll send it to you. But okay. That was, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to this on Spotify, go check out our YouTube, uh, Netherfire Studios, or you can search for youtube.com slash C slash Caleb Soderberg. I believe that also brings you to the channel. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're coming out with new stuff. Um, I play Halo with... Luke, his wife Christine, and some of our friends, um, Jacob, Josiah, and sometimes it's just me. Sometimes I just play Halo. Um, and, like, there's Red Dead Redemption videos on there. There's a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. So check it out if you want. You know, give a give, give a subscribe and see what's up. Yeah, check us out. We got really fun content. It's not the best, but it's pretty good content. And if you enjoy that you content... Froze. You froze for a little bit. Uh, say that again. It's pretty good content, and uh, if you enjoy that content, keep watching the content, because we might make more content on that content, and we're never going to change. Deal with it. Never change. Stay the same. We're going to stay the same forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and... Oh my goodness. (laughs) He is passed out, everyone. Well, on that note, I'm going to bid thee farewell and have a good night. And uh, my partner in crime, Billy, is going to have the last word of the... Not the last word. Billy, what are you saying over here? I'm just saying... Do you spill bacon? No, he, he it's like a little smile. Like, it's a little, like, necklace, but it's like the smile, the Amazon smile. He just, like, presses into your forehead, and you're just like... Oh, no. Wait. <laughs> That's not it. You can do it. I believe there in you. Go. He's like, he's like, go. <laughs> Wait, that's not it either. Which lever is it? That's not that lever. <laughs> There's so many levers on my chair. Maybe it's this lever. Oh, that's not that one either. <laughs> it's the oh, one that goes okay. down. I got it. That's like I'm going up. I'm having technical difficulties. Don't leave this in. This is like the lead scene stuff or whatever. <laughs> All right. Now my seat is so far back. Holy moly. There we go. All right, it's like it's like it's like this. Go for it. Ow! It's like Jeff Bezos goes like, and you're like, I pressed it the wrong one again. <laughs>
<laughs> Cut. We're not doing that bit. No, you, you still have to go for it. No, I tried three times. <laughs> You're too stupid I, kept to do the joke. I kept pulling the wrong lever. <laughs> you need to figure out your chair, man. Uh, figure I out know. what. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. We just had a. We're trying to do a bit and it didn't work out. <laughs> Luke sucks at his job. <laughs> I suck.